Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So yesterday we definitely talked about the Chris Jones renegotiated final year of his contract and, in my opinion, how the Cats brothers dropped the ball on him. I kind of feel like maybe he's just going to see how he does with these incentives and then maybe hopefully, fingers crossed, drop them as his agent get somebody else and actually maybe stay with the team. Who knows? Well, yeah, a lot of it depends. And and I think you just called it right there because most of the pundits think the Chiefs got the much Hell yeah, they did. this deal. Now, if he meets, he being Jones, meets all of these incentives, and I think he probably will. He's still a good player. He could make as much as $25 million or more this year. That would be his salary. Well, if he does, now there are two options at the end of the year. Two options. Number one is the Chiefs can let him walk, and he can become a free agent, declare free agency on the first day the National Football League opens business, which is usually March the 15th, the eyes of March. Or the Chiefs could put the franchise tag on him, which is, would they'd be allowed to do that? I think it's ten days after the season ends, season being the Super Bowl, and then they have eight days to do that. I think that's what the Chiefs are going to do. I think they put the franchise tag on Jones. Now, th- there's a long way to go. So many variables, injuries, uh, success, and so forth and so on. But I think the Chiefs right now would put the franchise tag on him because that binds him to the Chiefs and the Chiefs to him. But it also allows the Chiefs to trade him. And get something for get something. him. And would they want to exercise the franchise tag? Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, putting it on him, yes. But pay him, it would be about $32 million Could a be. year. Could and be. That would Could be. Put them way over the salary cap. Right now, they are over the salary cap, but they've restructured Joe Tooney's uh, contract. What a hell of a guy. Well, they put it down to a certain level, but they still have to create a place on the roster for him. So somebody... Probably from the practice squad, somebody has to be dropped. Who? That we'll see. Uh, there are some theories about who that's going to be cut, but let's get into this deal real quick. Base is 19.5. He gets another million incentive for 35% playtime, another million for 50% playtime, 1.25 for 10 sacks. He gets another 500K if he gets five more sacks. But this is another thing. He gets $2 million on top of it if he's defensive player of the year and they get a Super Bowl title. And. And then a million first-team All-Pro and another Super Bowl. So, yeah, there's some there that he can make, but there's some in there that it's like, man, Lightning's Lightning's got – I'm the biggest Chiefs homer you know, and I'm sitting here looking at that stuff going, I mean, (laughs) if wishes and butts are candy and nuts, Ned, but at the same time, Cats Brothers, you dropped the ball. Thanks for screwing with Kansas City, and that's exactly what you get. Chris Jones, if you're listening, sir, please get represented by somebody that actually knows what the hell they're doing. In Beach, we trust. All right, I'm off my soapbox. Sports betting is not allowed in Missouri as of now. Uh, Hopefully they can get with the times because most of my friends in Kansas City just jump over the river and (laughs) do all their bets at Legends and drive back home. So it's just missed the revenue. First answer is, number one, I'm going to hold you to that rant that you just have your last one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, today, in the next five minutes. (laughs) Secondly, that's absolutely right. And uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, the Kansas City Royals, the Kansas City Chiefs, St. Louis Blues, the soccer teams have all gotten together and said, hey, this is, this is, you know what it is, folks. Balderdash is what it is. Hey, why, let's form a coalition and get this through an initiative petition and get this on the ballot for 2024. That is what they are doing. They need 180,000 signatures once the whole system is made formal by the state, by the Attorney General, which I'm sure it will be. 
And I don't think they'll have any problem getting 180 signatures. Put it on the ballot for 2024, which obviously is next year, and then activate it. This is this is rubbish. Losing money to all these states that surround Missouri on the betting. Hey, you're you're you may not like betting. It may be against your your moral aspects of things. It's not mine. But the fact of the matter remains, many people do it, folks, and you're losing tax money by not okaying this. Hey, you better face reality. I think you could change a lot of things. Just think about, I mean, I've thought about it for years and years. If they ever allowed gambling in Branson, man, that place could just turn it on its head. That would be an incredible thing. One of thing. the uh, specific formulas for how it might work, we'll say uh, $31 million. So suppose there's $31 million in tax money that the state gets from that. $5 million would probably go to an anti-gambling agency. Give them, hey, $5 million for people that be educated that they don't want to gamble, that don't gamble. Or they need help. Or help. Yeah. yeah. And the rest of it would go to from kindergarten in uh, K through 12, which is exactly what you want. And we need it. More money. Kids need the money. The teachers need the money. So come on, let us bet and lose our money on games. That's all. <laughs> we're just asking to pay and lose money. I know that's what you're doing. And uh, I'm losing. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is kind of an interesting story in the tennis world. Yeah, this is, this is one of the top players in the world, Simona Halep. As she's a two-time Grand Slammer, and she is out for the next four years. She was found to be doping. Now, it's, it's one of those intricate blood doping deals, but she denies it, of course, and went before the board with her trainers and all that and said, oh, that's not true. I'm doing this and doing that and so forth and so on. And the committee looked at it and said, yeah, you're blood doping, child. You're out. You're gone. Four-year suspension for Simona Halep, who is, won't be when she comes back, but is one of the top women's tennis players in the world and a two-time Grand Slam champion. That's that's a big loss for her, number one, and for the world of tennis, number two. I've always wondered about, like, when it comes to wrestling, football, baseball, I can understand getting the edge using steroids, whatever. But tennis, isn't that all about endurance? A lot of it is endurance, but that also comes from uh, altering your bodily chemistry. And get you more can strength. get more endurance, but there's a lot of strength involved in it, too. You watch the, any, any of these players, you see the way they hit the ball. Now, there's a certain technique to how you have to hit it. It's not, you don't just reach around and swat the ball and hit it over the fence. No, that's not how it works. There is a technique to doing it, and that technique involves strength and conditioning, and that's where the, the uh, illegal... Illegal substances might help out. Well, and that's probably why the uh, Williams sisters were so good for so long, because they had but more they, strength than anybody else. Never, it's never been proven that they did anything. Else. No, 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 I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying they were using steroids. I'm just saying those girls were already strong. They were born big, strong, big and strong, and they didn't need it. And Cardinals back out on the field against the Orioles last night. Did they take care of business? They did, and Adam Wainwright got the win. This is a very important win, number 199 in his career. He needs one more before the season ends to get to the Magic 200 mark, which is his goal and which the Cardinals fans and this reporter would like to see him get. That's historic in Cardinals uh, land, not necessarily in Major League Baseball, but with the Cardinals it is. 200 career victories is the key. 
Wainwright pitched five innings against the Baltimore Orioles, had the lead when he left the game in the sixth, and the Cardinals held on to win 5-2. to two. Uh, Despite the fact that each team had nine hits, Baltimore had trouble connecting on a consistent basis last night against Wainwright, who did pitch pretty well. He had his breaking pitches working probably as well as or better than what he has done this year. But Cardinals get the win 5-2 over the Orioles, and that series concludes tonight. Royals and White Sox played two, and the uh, Springbirds are still trying to hold their ground, possibly get into the playoffs. We'll see. It's uh, it's very dicey at the moment. You're right about the Royals and White Sox. They played a doubleheader brought about by a rainout on Monday, and the team split. Kansas City won the second game. Chicago won the first one. Springfield and San Antonio. The San Antonio Missions won last night 4-3 to three over the Springfield Cardinals, ending the Springbirds' eight-game winning streak. However, Springfield still maintains their lead because the Wichita wind surge also lost. They fell in their game, and indeed, Wichita has been in a massive losing streak. They can't get anything right. However, there's only one game difference between the two. Each has five games remaining. If the Springfield Cardinals do win and get in the playoffs, the playoffs would begin next Tuesday with a game here in town, and then the next two, if necessary, in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's where they play in North Little Rock. But that's still five games to go to see what happens. Got K-State Wildcats facing off with the Mizzou Tigers. You know, I'll be wearing my purple on Saturday. (laughs) And uh, we talked about the odds yesterday. I think the Wildcats were, what, five and a half favorites in this one? They are now four and a half. It's come down a full point. A lot of Mizzou people putting their money in there. Well, there's Mizzou. Mizzou has rallied to the cause here. But it's Kansas State favored by four. The over-under is 49 in this game. That's going to be a pretty good football game. Missouri has something to prove. They got walloped by the K-State Wildcats last year. Is it going to happen again? Kansas State's pretty doggone good. They've won both their games, but it has been against shaky competition. Played Southeast Missouri from Cape Girardeau, and they are a very good 1AA team, but Kansas State shut them out. And then played Troy University last Saturday. Whipped them pretty good. Troy is Division 1A. They play in the Sunbelt Conference, but they are not a strong Division 1A team. So K-State really gets their first good competition coming up on Saturday. It's a late Saturday morning game. They kick it off at 11 o'clock. I love those. Hey, that gives you the rest of the day to watch more college football. Or (laughs) or drown your sorrows. (laughs) No, 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 no. They're going to start the day off like that, man, before the Chiefs go to Jacksonville on Sunday. All right. I'm excited. College football's back. The NFL's back. And it was nice and cool this morning. Fall is in the air, my guy. You have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.